Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. Hey, yeah, it's Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! And we're fucking drunk! That's Ian. That's me. And I'm I'm, I'm all wadzilla out over here with some fucking vino. Let's see. That's right, I am what I eat. And who do we have with us this week? Oh, my God. Not only do we have the greatest person... Whoever grace our podcast, but you know, just the greatest person. Period. Who is it, Ian? Oh my God! Goddamn Diggly D, the place to be. It is the best guy. He's better. He's a better ace friendly than Tommy Thayer. Bill Wang is right yo, here. Yo 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 yo! Rock and metal combat podcast is a place to be. Diggly D, Doctor Fuck Wadzilla, into a very. Special listener, I know he's out there. Did he Vincent? Bam! Yeah, yes. Bill Wang. Woo! What's wow. up, fellas? Hi, I'm hi. I'm high on Vino. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. This what's is, up, guys? Oh man, everything's fucking great, dude. Cause we got you here, brother. Doctor Fuck, bang, bang, bang. That's right. And uh, this week we're here to talk about. Creatures of the night. Boy, it's been a while since we put up a kids episode, right, Ian? Yes. Tell us, uh, Bill, how you discovered Creatures of the Night. Oh, my goodness. I'd be fucking honored to do it. First and foremost, we're talking about the most important Kiss album since Kiss Alive on the verge of death. I was in uh, Portable Madness in Pleasanton, California. I was in one of those... um, one of those heavy metal stores with posters and bootlegs and everything. It was called Portable Madness. And I remember as a kid just going through there going, you know, just looking at shit. And I heard something over the stereo. And it's like, wait a minute, man. That is fucking Kiss. It was unmistakably Kiss. But it sounded so fucking heavy and so fucking badass. And I was trying to think of the song it was. And I can't recall the specific song what it was. Um, I wish I could remember. But Shandy. I remember it was no, 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 that was another episode. Oh. But it was just so badass, and I remember just saying, oh, my God, I was shocked how heavy it was, and I was so happy. And, and, and the geek in me, you know, I was just so proud. It's like, oh, my God, finally we got something to be proud about. And, and um, yeah, and that was uh, October 1982, and I just remember going, holy shit, man, and being a metalhead, and in particular back then, it's like, you know, everybody was, everybody was against Kiss, you know, and at the juncture, you know, we were all into Priest and Van Halen. I was one of those people against Kiss, by the way. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but your story, uh, the cassette tape bringing back. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, exactly. People have heard yeah, it, but so, I gotta say it. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, man. So basically, it was just like, oh my God, it's like, uh, you know, it was just fantastic. It's like, oh man, you know, and you know, if somebody... Following the Elder era, and you know, everybody knows I love the Elder, and so do you, Doc, and we won't get into Ian, hate the Elder. 
But it was just fucking just such a fucking statement. It was just a fucking statement. It's like, we're fucking back. Sure, it sold horribly, but, you know, it was a spark they needed. And, and for a metalhead like my little kid ass, it was like, yeah. And it was the spark that started the next stage of KISS. And, um, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday, Doc and Wad. It was fantastic, and that's my introduction, and uh, we'll get into everything else later on, and that was it. How about you, Doc? Uh, I've told this story before, but maybe some people didn't check that episode, so... Uh, by 1980, I checked out. To tell you the truth, I never even listened to Unmasked, and I don't know why. I guess because I was young and dumb, because, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Dynasty in 1979. I, I didn't like I Was Made For Loving You, but I have yet, I have, uh, I'm drunk, I'm sorry. I, I, I have changed my mind. <laughs> I've changed my mind on that song. I think that song's fucking great now. It's catchy as fuck. But, um, uh, but, you know, uh, soon after, you know, uh, more, more, uh, more pubes grew out of my balls. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then, you know, I discovered, like, you know, my brother had Unleashed in the East and, Scorpions Love Drive, and then I started picking up those those uh, magazines like Cream had his with Rob Hoffer on the cover, uh, and uh, you know it had a whole segment on New Wave of British Heavy Metal, which I sought after, and I didn't find a lot of it back then. But you know Iron Maiden and uh, Women and Children First was very important to me too in 1980, as was Van Halen too actually, and Van Halen one. But you know I mean. It swayed me. It swayed me to get away from Kiss. And the reason, I'll tell you what made me stop uh, following Kiss was when Unmasked was released, I didn't hear it, but on Don Kirshner's rock concert, they showed the video to Shen. And uh, I saw the video and I was like, ew, which I love Shandy now. And then when Creatures came out, I knew about it. I remember seeing it in a record store. And, you know, it's a cool cover, but at the time I was like, no, I don't care. You know, I really don't care. <laughs> a buddy came by with a cassette of Creatures of the Night, and he said, dude, this shit rocks. And I was like, oh, fuck Kiss, dude. He's like, no, 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 you got to hear this. I was like, okay, put it on. We're like, whatever. <laughs> you know. So he put it on, and that first drum beat to the title track, and I was like, whoa, this is fucking great. And he goes, dude, the whole album's heavy. I was like, wow, dude. So then... We listened to it, and I was like, wow, now that is really good. So, and I bought the vinyl that year, I'll never forget this, at Jefferson's, like, I don't know, maybe the album's been out like a few months already. I bought it, and they already fucking lowered it to $3.99. <laughs> it was already like a bargain bin thing, even back then, in the year it was released. I saw the tour, and we'll talk about that tour. I mean, Bill will talk about it, but I'll just say this real quick. Um, I don't know how you discovered it, Bill, but I was on my way to the show where the radio announcer said that Ace Frehley will not be at the show due to a car accident. And uh, I was like, and dude, that's my favorite member. I was really upset. I was pissed. I felt like I wasn't going to see Kiss. And uh, I went to the show and Vinnie Vincent just blew my brains out. He was just so good. He played. Amen, Doc. He ripped. He ripped. Uh, the whole uh, tank thing was just fucking great. And it was a very intimate show because it was a half-filled, like, 
uh, not even an arena. It was like it was a smaller type arena. It was called uh, the West Palm Beach Auditorium, and uh, the Plasmatics opened. And I, I gotta say, man, that really, really got me back into Kiss again to the point where uh, I, I went back and I just started playing Kiss a lot again. Ian, uh, well, my first. Uh... <laughs> I, I just go back to my first introduction to Kiss, which would be, you know, 1979 and Dynasty. And uh, I, I, I love Dynasty, but then again, I was five years old, you know. And then when I heard Unmasked, I was like, oh, this is kitty shit, you know, because I was six. I was like, ah, oh, you know, this this is terrible. This is, you know, Spoon, Moon, and June, terrible fucking music. And I've been cool my whole damn life, you know. So cool people have, you know, searched me out. And uh, I, I remember Ace calling me. Ace calling me in 1981. He's like, he's like, hey, should I just quit music for the next six fucking years or should I stay and kiss? And I said, well, you know, play me a little sample of what you're doing now and I'll let you know. And he played me this track called Fanfare. And I said, quit fucking kiss. Don't do music for about six fucking years, because obviously you don't know what you're doing anymore. This shit is horrible. And uh, you know, it used to be a thing like if you if you guys remember, like now, you know, sh- kids don't know today. Like now, music is released on Fridays, new music. But when we were growing up, it was Tuesday. It's still Tuesday and, and Friday. Now it's two days a week. Oh, well, I don't know about nothing about Tuesday. I see a lot of shit coming out Friday. But anyway, back in the day, it was all about Tuesday. Tuesday was new record day. And, uh, you know, where I came up, there would be a thing on Tuesdays where they would play, you know, new music and stuff like that. you go to the record store, and it was all, like, new releases. But uh, but my record store took it a step farther. And, 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 and on Tuesdays was, like... Uh, New music on Tuesdays that's heavier than Kiss. And I remember in 81, uh, they would play Paul Davis. You know, it's like, it's going to be a cool night. Just let me hold you by the firelight. And that shit was heavier than what Kiss was doing with the the Elder. And, uh, you know, also I heard like Seals and Croft and, you know, uh, Christopher Cross and all that shit. Uh, Kiss, Kiss was dead. Kiss was fucking dead. Because they put out this horrible album called The Elder. That really, you know, it was, you know, it was music music for kids that like ballet. Hey. You know. Man, I tell you, Kiss was just laughed at. People because of The just... Elder. Because of The Elder. No, it was really because of I Was Made for Loving You, if you want to get technical. There you go, Doc. Well, you got yeah, a point no. because nobody heard the elder after I was made for exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah, true. true. Very it's true. true. Yeah. Yeah, true. I didn't. So. <laughs> right. I guess. Yeah. It basically, as far not to repeat myself, but it was the most important record since Kiss Alive. I mean, they were on the verge of death both times. You know, and they just made a statement sure the sales were horrible but it was a spark that they needed and i think uh it 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 reminded metal kids like me and dr fuck 
1982 as teenagers in high school, you know, hey, man, we're back. Hey, hey, guys, don't forget about us. We're back. And it's like, ah, we're a little bit leery and everything. But I tell you one thing. I just said almost like a, like a proud parent. It's like, oh, man, thank you, guys. I, I'm going to bring this shit back to my, my kids, my buddies in, in high school and go, oh, yeah, well, listen to Creatures of the Night. Listen to Killer. Listen, you know, this, that, and other thing. Tell me it's it sucks, man. If you do, I hate you. You know, and, and and just because they weren't cool, they hated it just because of who they were. Yeah. You know, and see, see and, and that that's why I disagree. I say Creatures of the Night didn't mean shit because nobody gave a shit about Kiss until they took the makeup off and looked it up. Did you know but that? It was a, did you but know no, that, but it uh, was a it was a spark. It was a spark in, in, but, yeah, but, but, but 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 it, I, I think it's a spark in retrospect. It's a spark if you listen to it, but at the time nobody fucking listened, dude. Nobody get, this album did not go gold. No, this album took, sold even worse than the other. But I'll tell you this, Ian, I can't speak about the rest of the planet, but uh down here in South Florida, all the metal kids, my my buddies we all loved creatures before I looked it up. Well, so, whatever. Well, well, nobody bought it because this bitch didn't even go gold. Like, like, look it up. Went gold like right away, and yeah. then went platinum. This did not go gold until 1994. Right, yeah. but but look it up went gold because of the spark that was that was started oh, with creatures look of the it, night. Look, look it up went gold because they took the makeup off. No, but, but, dude, you're missing the point. But the fact of the matter is, without Creatures of the Night, there wouldn't have been Lick It Up. So to deny that fact is sort of oblivious. No, and, I, also, and also, if Lick It Up sounded like The Elder, it wouldn't have sold shit. No, but what I'm saying right, right. I, 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 I think it's a little bit of rewrite history about the impact of this record because it really had little to no impact. No, it, later, imp it later did. Because... Let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah. Let me tell you yeah, something. It, Creatures of the Night dominated the fucking eighties set list because right. it was very well respected after the fact. It was a grower. Yeah. It was a grower. You can't no. discount you cannot compare Creatures of the Night in nineteen eighty two as the rest of the eighties. Right. Period. No way, Jose. You can't. It really did have an impact. Uh let me put it this way. People listen to fucking Lick It Up, and then they went back and listened to Creatures of the Night going, fuck, man, this is just like Lick It Up. And, 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 and most, oh, no. people, most I, people think I'm, it's even I'm better. Not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining about the quality of the music. I'm saying that nobody gave a fuck until they went on MTV and took the music, uh, the makeup off, That you know, and then people listened to Lick It Up, and then they went back. But at the time of the release, you can't act like everybody's like, oh, shit. Here's Kiss again because I mean the fact is it didn't sell, it didn't even go fucking gold until '94. So I, but I mean, it laid the groundwork, bro. I I, I agree look, Ian, with you. Ian, all right, let me sell. let me do it in a way Ian would understand. Right. Uh, back then it didn't go gold, but it did have the same impact that other albums had that didn't go gold as well. Like I'll give you an example, like Balls to the Wall didn't go gold, but it did have an impact. But it's like there was more people on the Crazy Nights tour, which was a far shittier album. And far shittier tour. That was probably the worst kids tour. 
Right, but monsters. there was more people there than what there was at fucking Creatures of the Night. I'm saying. Yeah, that but the... that's irrelevant, dude. Because by no, the it's, time it's, Creatures it's, of the Night came out, they had uh, they had platinum albums, dude. We're well, talking Creatures of the Night. we to compare Creatures of the Night era to Crazy Nights is ridiculous. Because by the time Crazy Nights came out, they had a succession of platinum records. When right, Creatures of the Night came out, people basically gave up on them. With yeah, but like I'm, me and I'm saying this wasn't. The, the, the beginning of the era. This was like the end of the bad years. The the good new years started with the next album. I'm not saying this, and I'm not judging this album, but I'm saying, like, people look at it now like, oh, this was the rebirth. No, nobody gave a fuck. No, no. Until yeah, you see, but you're looking at it as general public. It was a rebirth musically. Fuck the general public. Fuck the impact. Musically, you cannot deny Creatures of the Night brought Kiss back. I'm That's not... exactly what I was trying to think of, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, okay, okay, what I'm saying, musically, yes, it brought them back, but nobody gave a fuck. Who gives a fuck? Time. Who gives a fuck that nobody gave a fuck? Ian well, Riley does. I would say don't rewrite history. Nobody gave I'm a not fuck. Rewrite. Who's rewriting history? We're just saying it did have an impact. It brought me back. Yeah. It had an impact on folks like me and fucking Dr. Fox. Yeah, the, the public could give a shit. But if it wasn't for people like me and Dr. Fox going, oh, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Hold them back up. Let's give them another shot. Let's no. Check it out. And, and here's because another thing. Because if we would have gave up on it, look it up, it would have never happened. No, and I'll give it. No, happened. wait. And check this out. And here's another proof how much of an impact it had. If... Creatures of the Night didn't have that much of an impact in 1982. Then why the fuck did Kiss play all those Creatures songs and not anything from the Elder or Unmasked? So what had more of an impact? Creatures, no, wait, 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 let me finish. Creatures had more of an impact because Unmasked and Elder sold more than Creatures, yet it didn't make the set list because that's not what the people wanted. People wanted to hear Creatures of the Night songs after Lick It Up. So there shows you that, yeah, even the mass general public, as you say, love the fucking Creatures of the Night once they caught on. No, I agree. I'm talking about the time of the release. Yes. The, uh, time has shown that Creatures is, is, is a great album and it has great songs, but I'm saying when it initially came out, yeah. for, for the most part, Nobody gave a shit. When people really started paying attention to Kiss is when Lick It Up came out. And then, and then they gave a fuck about Creatures. You understand that part? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, yeah, there I, you I, go. There you go. That, That's all we're that, saying. Now, that, that I agree 100%. I'm not downplaying this album. I'm just saying, but when it came out, you, you know, it wasn't fucking pyromania. Nobody, right, I don't right, think anybody's you're, you're claiming that. But when Lick, when, Lick it, when Lick It Up came out, it was immediate success because there was a hoopla because Kiss finally took off the makeup. Yes. They got all this attention. And you may not like that album more than this album, but that album right out the gate was bam, and it had nothing to do with the songs. It was because Kiss took off the makeup they were getting attention for it, and and people cared more. Like, oh, I remember Kiss, but people gave up on Kiss years before, and they they could have released fucking their best album ever in 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 those like horrible fucking elder years, and nobody would have gave a fuck, you know? Right. Mm, gotcha. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, I. 
I like the album, but I'm saying let's not rewrite history. Nobody like, is. When, when this came out, like, in October of 82, like, like this shit went multi-platinum. Nobody's saying it, that. It did not Yeah, not, we're not saying who, that. Who we're said, saying whoever that said had, that? It was a platform for the future. Dude. It was a very well-documented floppy and... Right. Yeah. Very well right. documented. You, you got us, all right? You got no, us. he doesn't get us. He's telling us something everybody knows. No, nobody I'm saying, I'm nobody saying, is saying. No, hold on. Ian is forgetting people like you and me. Because if yeah. you and me during Creatures of the Night said, fuck it, we're done, lick it up wouldn't have happened, all right? So if it wasn't for folks like me and fucking Dr. Fuck going, all right, maybe we should give him another chance. And that made the possibility, it laid the groundwork to lick it up doing fantastic. Yes, taking off the makeup was fantastic. And it did, obviously. You know, but let's be honest, Creatures and I blows away fucking lick it up. Come on. Uh, I disagree there a thousand Well, yeah, I, 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 I do disagree and blew it away, but I like Creatures more, but... Dude, Lick It Up is like very close second. Like well, maybe, close. All right, maybe I'm a little bit harsh, but I'm getting a little bit emotional because I have such a tie to this album. But Well, my, I, my, and I, I find it weird for somebody who loves Vinnie Vincent so much where Vinnie Vincent is on half of this album where on Lick It Up, it's all Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, but Lick, Vinnie but Vincent Vinnie's played involved. rhythm guitar on almost every fucking track did, of did, the No, no, and didn't he, write, didn't he write basically the whole album? Every song has a credit from Vinnie Vincent? No. No, well, no, 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 they, they fucked him over there. I'm sure he had everything to do with it. We'll, we'll, we'll go through that when we go song for song. I'll tell you who played on what. Well, but you want to talk about a Vinnie Vincent album, Lick It Up is way more a Vinnie Vincent album than Creatures of the Night. This is true. a half-ass Vinnie Vincent album. Ah, that's sounding short. And, 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 hey. and I, while, while I like this album, there there is a flow to me to Lick It Up that this album doesn't have. It's a little bit disjointed because it's a million different guitar players where on Lick It Up, aside from Rick Derringer doing the solo on Exciter, it's all Vinnie Vincent. Where on this album, you've got an amalgamation of different guitar players, bass players, all that shit, where I think Lick It Up was a much more cohesive Kiss album. Well, I, I yeah, would but all... the foundation of Creatures of the Night was, was Vinnie Vincent. That's a fact. I want to go through track by track and find out what Vinny songs he fucking okay. wrote. And let's see how right, fucking right, badass right, they right. are. We'll do I'm that. sure they're bad. And I don't even know the songs, but I'm, I know I Love It Loud is one of them. And that right there rules. Right. All right. Well, 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 uh, Wayne, why don't you take the first album, Creatures? Yeah. First song, Creatures of the Night. Oh, man, I'd be honored to, brother, man. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, man, when I first heard this, and it could have been the song I heard at Portable Madness in Pleasanton that, that one day as a kid, but I just remember the first time when I'm being sincere and I remember specific facts about what I thought about that album and I, that song in particular. I mean, the total, I remember going, oh my God, a total holy fucking shit opener bombastic American heavy metal circa 1982. I mean, fucking brilliant, you know. Uh, but that, the, but, but that, that, that being said, Vinny Vincent, the live version solo, is the definitive solo. Unfortunately, he was he did not do the solo um, of uh, the, the Creatures of the Night. 
the live Vinnie Vincent is basically what they play that version nowadays with Tony Thayer or whatever. But um, oh my God, it just I mean bombastic heavy metal. You know, people always want to fight. Ah, cases in 1982, Creatures of the Night was um. Now remember, people, listen to me closely. Don't fucking misquote me. American heavy metal. That was metal. American heavy metal. Was it them trying to fucking jump on the train? Whatever. I don't really give a fuck. All I know is heavy and it was fucking badass. And, um, I mean, obviously, five out of five chocolates. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, yeah, that's my take on Creatures Night, guys. All right. All right. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh, you want me to take it? Yeah, All right. This song has nothing to do with fucking Vinnie Vincent. All right. This was written by Paul Stanley and Adam Mitchell. They are the writers. As far as guitar on this song, lead guitar by Stephen Ferris. Guitar player for Mr. Mister. Also has rhythm guitar and end lick by Adam Mitchell co-producer and brother of Paul Stanley's hairdresser, Paul Mitchell. Uh, Vinnie Vincent has nothing to do with this song-wise or plane-wise, but this is the best Kiss album opener since I Stole Your Love. I agree. This song is fucking amazing. I absolutely love it. Love this song. No bitches and I know, they, but the spirit of Vinnie Vincent is all over that fucking song. You're assuming that. You don't know. You weren't in the fucking studio. How do you know? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like, is like, you can't attribute everything on fucking creatures to Vinnie. Vinnie I had, do, bro. I do. Well, I know you do, but Vinnie had nothing to do with this. It's a great fucking song, but this is not the Vinnie Vincent album. The Vinnie Vincent album is lick it up all right the the first time the first time i heard this song when the guy popped in the cassette it was amazing it was like all the planets aligned and when i first heard the song before the song was over the riaa labeled it diamond it sold 10 million albums in 1982. (laughs) yeah really that's what happened Vinnie Vincent may have not played the solo, may have had nothing to do with this, but I'll tell you this, when I went to go see it live, I didn't actually, uh, my mind didn't actually like stay intact when that motherfucker pulled out his solo, when he did the live version, was fucking jaw-dropping, and it was fucking oh, awesome. Fuck. Wait, I, 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 I can finish, can I finish? Oh, I did oh, not oh. interrupt you once. You might as well say uh, Tony Thayer didn't write Shock Me, but when he does it, he does it correct. No, he does it his way. Vinnie Vincent did it his way. Well, well, Vinnie Vincent did it fucking uh, Steve Ferris's way. Did he really? Was it just the same, note for note? Uh, Well, you listen listen to the album and you listen to the live version. Yeah, I will. That's our point. You're wrong, dude. And now I'm going to finish my review on the song. I hope. There you go. Let's so, talk. I think it's a blistering track. Uh, I love the little middle section that Vinnie Vincent didn't write. 
I love uh, everything about this fucking song, and it, I agree, it is the best opener since uh, I Stole Your Love. And uh, I think it's a great fucking track. I love this song. It's great. It's awesome. Fuck yeah. And the reason why I would put Lick It Up, uh, Creatures of the Night over Lick It Up, and it's only one little reason, because uh, Lick It Up had Lick It Up. Maybe if Lick It Up didn't have Lick It Up <laughs> and a different song, I would probably say it's better than Creatures or just as good. Because I really, the other than the bombastic drums, which I think are better on Creatures of the Night, and, and that's another reason why I like Creatures of the Night more. Oh, I'll, yep, I'll look yep, that. Yep, I'll look yep. there. It didn't, it, didn't, look. it didn't have that drum sound on, on Lick It Up which uh, was a big disservice, but I think that had a lot to do with uh, probably Gene and Paul saying, well, you know, it didn't sell, so, you know. <laughs> well, well, my, well, here's the thing. The drums on Creatures of the Night were produced separately from the rest of the music. I know, the in an drum, elevator, yeah, I know. The, the drums on, on Creatures of the Night were done by Nick Abalas, who is most notably done for doing production work for Neil Young. But he... That was done totally separate, and that's why you never hear drums on any other Kiss record like you hear on Creatures of the Night. That is the best drum sound you will ever hear is on Creatures of the Night. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, fucking Eric Carr fucking nailed this shit, and he wasn't trying to sound like Peter Chris. He was trying to sound like fucking John Bottom, and he fucking did it. And Eric Carr's drums on this album were fucking amazing. Amen, brother. Yeah, and that's another reason why I would put um, this song above, uh, uh, this album be above uh, Lick It Up as well. Because, you know, Lick It Up has that horrible title track that really I, I despise. So it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it a perfect album. Yeah, I'm spoiling it. Every see, song on this fucking oh, album no, I love. See, 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 I feel like... The way you feel about Lick It Up, there's a song coming up later on here that is my Lick It Up to your Lick It Up. Cool. So I I, I, uh, I really um, love this fucking opening track, and I'll take the next one, Saints and Sinners, which is my least favorite on it, but I love this out, uh, song. And I'll tell you the most unique thing about this song that I really love that I always, I feel like makes this song perfect, actually, is the unorthodox drum playing on this song it's very different i've never heard a song with drums like that it's mm. it, it's just um i and and oddly enough um i discovered that much later on i never really noticed the how ups, uh, weird the drums are in this song till uh, somebody put the you know the the just the drums on uh youtube uh what do they call that those type of videos um Oh yeah, I, yeah. Isolated track. Yeah, isolated. The isolated track, and if you listen, the drums are really unique on it. And it, and I know a lot of people. Well, it seems as soon as it's great. What well, is your least favorite? Well, it is, dude. But I love it. And I'll be honest with you. Back when I first got Creatures, I didn't appreciate it till maybe a year or two later, as much as I do now. But. Um, it, it, I think it's a great fucking song. I think, and I will say this, this, this is a flaw on the album. I think it's badly placed. I don't think it should have been the second track, to tell you the And truth. this one huh. was, was mixed when they re-released it. They did mix the track. Over. Yeah, and I think, and, and I don't like the sound of the non-makeup album cover one, but I do like that they placed it 
before War Machine, other than. But you know what? I would also place it even differently. Right. Uh, right. But well, Killer Killer is a much better song. And and, yeah. and something something to be made note of is when they re re yeah, re released it in '85. <laughs> uh, tracks two and eight were switched, and there was remixes of Creatures of the Night, Love It Loud, and War Machine. Were different mixes, and, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it as much as the original. I hear it. So that 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 kind of I I I own it. I don't know if I bought it, but I do own that non-makeup album. I think that may be rare now. I don't know, but boy, was that everywhere in the '80s. I mean, you couldn't go to a record store and look through a Kiss section without finding that that unmasked version everywhere. Oh, oh, oh I had I had it on cassette. That that's how I first heard the album. On that. And it pissed me off like uh, like Scab Kiss does. You know, I, I don't think it was cool. You know, uh, yes, it is known that Ace Frehley didn't play on Creature of the Night, though Michael James Jackson did come out and say that Ace did do some things on it. Um, so that is like up to debate. Well, well, well one, once again, I believe it's like uh, uh, Bob Kulik's claim is there, there was stuff that was recorded for the album but did not make it on the final mix. Like, there's nothing that Ace did that made it on the final mix, and there's nothing that Bob Kulik did. And that's another thing I would like to bring up to you guys who were so in the mix at the time. When you heard this album, uh, did you say to yourself, wow, this does not sound like Ace Fraley? I don't know. All? I don't know about Bill, but not me, dude. And, and you know what? In retrospect... Yeah, dude, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, but at the time, I thought, I didn't really even think about it, but if somebody was to ask me, don't you think Ace sounds different on here? I probably would have said, yeah, dude, he totally changed his style around. You know, but I never really thought about it. I never really, but yeah, listening to that guitar playing on this album, the solos, I mean, mean, it doesn't resemble Ace in one bit. Right, right. You know, but back to Saint and Sinner, uh, the question was asked about me. Um, I mean, you know, the thing about that song. I mean, I know we went off the beaten path talking about all this stuff because it's 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 one of those things where you could talk about this and it just goes on. I mean, us three, we could talk about all these other stuff. We're talking about Christ and I, and Jesus Christ. We're talking about Simon Four of a Life too. But as far as oh, basically uh, coming back to our review of uh, Saint and Sinner. In the the thing that I find interesting in particular is the line "Without you, it's aces high." I mean, talking about Gene making a statement about Ace. I mean, in that line, it's like, "Oh my God!" And I, I, I love Vinnie Vincent, the pimp ass motherfucking bitch. His work in this song, oh my goodness! Oh hell yeah, he does a solo on this one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that shit smoke. Yeah. No, no. smoke. Yeah, this, this, this is Vinnie Vincent. This, there ain't uh, no. Nice. Vinny didn't ride it, but this lead guitar is Vinny Vincent. Fuck yeah, another proof why you Say that again. What'd you just say? Say it again. I said he did not write this, but this is Vinny Vincent through and through. Hell yeah. I just wanted wanted you to hear it. That's why it rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll give it where it's due. And I'll tell you this. The first Vinny Vincent Invasion album... Sucks fucking. Oh, well, we're we gonna go there. If we want to go there, we'll fucking watch fucking. Just saying, Vinnie Vincent on his own, horrible. 
Vinny well, Vincent. Well, we all know that. Even though I disagree, that I think there's a lot of valid, cool ass shit on the first. Vinny, Vinny Vincent, when he's when he's restrained, when Paul and Gene restrained him, and and they honed his songwriting with theirs, is untouchable. I agree but, with that. But this is a pure example, man. Vinny Vincent, like I said, did not write it, but man, on Satan's Center, whoa. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, you said you like it, and I'll say I like it too. This is a great one. This one was written by Gene Simmons and Michael Jap, uh, you know, songwriting-wise, which probably means it was totally written by Michael Jap. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, this, this is one where lead guitar is all Vinnie Vincent, and uh, I, I, I dig it, dude. I dig it. This is uh, what I would consider killer filler. You know, it's not a, it's not a single track, but, man, this, this is the type of song that, that it's the glue that holds an album together. Mm, that's a great analogy. I agree with that in a I, synopsis, bro. Yeah. I love Satan Center, yeah. and then, and then we go into Paul Stanley's Poor Man's Led Zeppelin, which is <laughs> Keep Me Coming, and uh, I well while I do love this song, this is one of those ones like I mean Paul Stanley makes no bones about his love for Led Zeppelin, but I mean this is like almost blatant like oh my God, you're not Robert Plant. You're the guy who's like, you see that tongue? <laughs> you know, it's not like, does anybody remember laughter? You know, no. No, this is white trash Led Zeppelin, but I love it. I love Keep Me Coming. Uh, this was written by Paul Stanley and uh, Adam Mitchell. And uh, let's see. This is one that has lead guitar by Vinnie Vincent. Yes, sir. All right, so two for two. Oh, no, it's two for three. Two for three. No, he didn't do uh, Creeps of the Night. I'm saying two for two. Yeah. Two for three. Yeah, but, 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 so no, well, s- no. What I'm saying. No, I love, I love the Steve Ferris version. No, it's <laughs> great, and Eddie Van Halen loved it when he heard it in the fucking in the, in the studio when he was played that. No, but I, what I'm trying to say, and I hate to keep repeating myself, but the definitive solo of Creatures Night is Vinnie Vincent live. You know, the double bend, and you know, it doesn't exist on the studio well, much. Well, what's the version of Keep Me Coming, which I never played live? Didn't they do that? Yeah, once? they did. They actually did play it live on the Creatures Tour, but it was like scrapped after a couple of shows. But yeah, right, right, there's right, a real right, shitty right. version of it out there. Right. I have right, it in my right, computer right. somewhere. Yeah. Steve Ferris was like, oh, that's my song. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, this is Finney Vincent on, on lead guitar. And uh, it is. It, it's bad Led Zeppelin, but because I'm a Kiss fan, I love it. Uh, and, and I full admit it's only because of my kiss love that I love this song so much but I do I don't, I'm not a big fan of the chorus but other than that I'm like oh this is good but then it was like 
Kimmy Kevin. And that's when it kind of cheapens it for me. And I'm like, it like, like, like something that can be so powerful gets turned into like a, a Death Leopard uh, B-side. You know, but... Uh, Sweet than, little innocent girl making your way into this world. I mean... You're right. It's a total oh. Zeppelin, heavy Zeppelins. It's got that right. heavy Zeppelin sound. Maybe oh, also yeah. something about presence, you know. Oh yeah, I no, love I, I, I love. See, now that's a great lyric. I, I like that because it's a good twist of words and it rhymes. It's all great. It's got a good beat. But when it when it gets reduced to the keep me coming, uh, it's just like, yeah, you just you went from Led Zeppelin to Great White, you know. <laughs> And, and, and hey, I love Great White, you know. But uh, I hate him. That that's what keeps it from being like a stellar track. But I still dig it. Uh, Ralph, what do you think of Keep Me Coming? Absolutely love this track. Um, of course uh, you do. Especially that what the 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 line that Bill said. That's my favorite part. Is that bridge? That isn't that cool, Doc? I love. That's my favorite part of the song. Me too, oh, brother. Oh. Me too. I do. I do kind of agree with Ian with the right. Keep it coming. Keep it, you know that's you know it's okay. It's not horrible, but it's like it doesn't really match the rest. But I love when Paul goes right here, right now. Right now. That shit's awesome, dude. I love it. Separate yeah. Rip off or not, I judge it by a fucking song. It's a great song. I don't give a fuck where it came from or who influenced it. A song is a song. And I don't really look deep into shit like, oh, this sounds like that, so therefore, you know, it's a ripoff of that. You know, if you want to talk about shitty Zeppelin ripoffs, in my opinion, it's Kingdom Come. Now, that's them doing Zeppelin horribly, you know? <laughs> totally. And, and that's when I really do notice, like, ripoffs, when I hear somebody do it when it sucks. Now, like, they did it, like, all right, another, another great example, Radar for Love. Terrible. And that's a total Zeppelin ripoff. But this one is like, dude, I love it. This is a great fucking song. Uh, it's great. I love it. I think it's fucking, it's a rocking tune. Great fucking, yeah. uh, it's just, it, it's got a bunch of elements that I love. And also the bombastic drumming on it. You know, forget yeah, about yeah. the sound. The sound is all through the album. But he does some great fucking fills. And, and, yeah. and, and, and a lot of parts that call for it. Is uh, Eric Carr was really, really shines on this track, and he plays where he needs to play. You know, he's. I think it's a fucking great song. That's what I think. All right, what's next? Well, rock and roll hell. Bill, uh, why? Okay. Um, simple and fucking perfect Gene song. Just love the groove of the song. Um, and what's funny is when uh, doing research for this uh, project our podcast tonight and what's interesting is um it's a song that we can backtrack and uh, looking at our um ace origins um review that we did so that's kind of a weird juxtaposition listening to the two totally different um uh, versions of said song and they're just so different you know um i listened to our uh, origins review and i was listening to all of our comments about this song and i love it i think it's cool and um you know what i am a total ace fanboy as you are doc but you know i think this version is better than aces 
I love this song. I think it's fucking badass. I mean, it's so simple, and it, it's not thought-provoking by any means, but I dig it, man. I, I love this song. Yeah, I, I love it, too. What do you think, Doc? I do love it, too, but I do have to disagree, man. I, I, I've lived with it long enough. And I think maybe the reason why I like Ace's version more, which I love the preacher's version, but I think the reason I love Ace's version more is because it really gives me this kind of like, I mean, musically, I just think it's a little more, it's, it makes more sense to me yeah. with Ace singing it because it's pretty much a song about Ace, you know? Yeah. I don't know if Gene yeah. did that uh, purposely, you know? No, yeah. Like, let me no. Uh, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I know Brian Adams wrote this, but, uh, I, I think, but this song basically, uh, it does scream filler and, and, you know, listening to the song, I was even back in the day before I even saw the tour, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I bet this ain't going to be in a set list and it's, you know, and again, like Saints and Sinners may be my least favorite. I guess this would be my second least favorite. But to hear ah. Ace do it, to hear a- the way Ace performs it uh, on Origin, to me it made a little more sense. I don't think it blows it away. I think it's uh, it's it's better by a hair that's left on, under Gene's wig. You know, let, let me put it that way. You know, it's, it's <laughs> very very thin. You know, but I dig it. I dig this song. I think it's cool. yeah. What do you think? And I think that's a very interesting and thought provoking um, what you just said. I get what you're saying, and I hadn't thought of it the way that you just presented it. And right. Yeah, it is more of an ace song, and I, I hadn't really thought of it like that. I think you just nailed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do. I think I think it is an ace song. I think it, it fits him more it than Gene. It fits him better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like just like Cole Jen fits Ace better than fucking Gene. Gene's never drank Amen, a fucking. Gene never doc. drank Amen. Cole Jen. But yeah, got, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro. But we have to blame we have to blame Ace for not seeing Cole Jen. Right, See, right, Doc. Right. I, I I disagree with that because I think Ace was the man to write that, but I think Paul's I mean uh, Gene's vocals nailed it on Cole Jen. Oh, oh I and, agree with you hundred percent. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, and, dude. No, no, listen, listen. When Ace performs it live, it's awesome. But dude. Gene's delivery is much better than Ace's when it comes to Cold Jim. I think yeah. it fits Gene's voice right. much better. The only thing I was saying is that, like, Rock and Roll Hell fits Ace Fraley better as far as lyrically, where right. it fits it fits Ace Fraley better lyrically, but not vocally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I do well, agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, you're, you're disagreeing well, with me on something that I agree with you with. Well, right, but but I, but I mean, we'll get into this now that I give my opinion on the song because here's the thing about this song: Gene Simmons having a writing credit on this is retarded, mm-hmm. and Gene's Gene's done this a million times in his career. He changes uh, then to then and gets a fucking writing credit. <laughs> this song was already on a BTO album two years. Before Creatures of the Night. Oh, so Gene did get a, a writing credit on this song? Yes. Yeah. Gene, That's yeah. funny. Gene, Gene got a writing credit, but it's Gene, Brian Adams, and Jim Valance. All right. Okay. It was on a, a, a Bachman Turner Overdrive album in 1980. Interesting. And 
Benny Vincent is nowhere to be found on this song. Oh, God. Don't oh God me. I mean, look it up. Lead guitar on this is done by Robin Ford, a blues guitar player who has played with everybody from uh, fucking Bob Dylan to George Harrison. He did a hell fucking... of a job, let me tell you. He fucking smokes on this track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really does. There, there, is, there is no Vinnie Vincent on this. Still Gene, a great song. I believe, I believe Gene changed one lyric because there's a lot of rat and Gene has done this through so many, like, you know, and bands he produced, like Keel and Black and Blue, where I, and you go back and you look at the people who wrote the song, like, Gene changed one song so he could claim writing credit so he can get, you know, the, the royalties. Right. And that's what he did on this. He changed one lyric. Now, is this song way better than the fucking uh, Bachman-Turner Overdrive song? Oh, a thousand times better. Let me, let me ask you something. Because uh, yeah. I've never heard the Bachman-Turner Overdrive uh, the credits that are on the Bachman Turner Overdrive version are is Brian Adams on that? Yes. And, it, and, but, and everybody else, but uh, that on the Bachman Turner Overdrive, it has the same people credited on creatures except added Gene to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, okay. It's, it, it's Brian Adams and Jim Bannon. Yeah, I haven't heard the Bachman Turner. I gotta hear it. Oh, oh, it's terrible. But it's, but is it, it is it similar? Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, very. I mean, it, it it is, but it is. I mean, I mean, Kiss made the song sound like it had balls, but the the Bachman Turner Overdrive version is fucking generic. I mean, it is so like. I mean, what a filler song. I mean, really bad. But I get what you guys are like lyrically. Yes, this is ace to a T. But for people to act like, oh, this was written about Ace and his struggles. No, this shit was written way before that. Right. But and, and, and Gene sings a song. Gene's voice on this song is amazing. Yeah. Awesome. But but yeah, you know, we were talking about the Origins album. But Ace does way better guitar. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think we've all discovered uh, rock and roll hell. Bill Wang, why don't you talk about danger? All right. Um, Thought-provoking conversation. You guys are just—I was listening. To you guys going, "Wow, good point, Doctor Fuck. Good point, fucking Godzilla." Uh, as far as danger, man. Um, the thing that shines in this song is Eric Carr. Eric Carr fucking fucking kicks ass here. And Vinnie Vincent, the total shred, that fucking first solo. Oh, he does like this one? Total, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, he saved like, Kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just um, like, uh, and I've used this term uh, in past uh, podcasts as far as going off the rails, as far as Ace back when we were, like, for instance, like, uh, making reference to, like, when we did the uh, Dress to Kill uh, uh, podcast in particular. But this in particular, Vinnie Vincent, just, oh my God, that, that's just just amazing. I love this song, man. I think Paul, it's not exactly, uh, you know, the most incredible lyrics or whatever, but I think his vocal delivery is fucking awesome. I love this song, and um, it's, it's fucking cool. I love the song. 
it's not necessarily my favorite song on the record, but I love it. And for those points in particular, I, I dig it. And um, yeah, man, it's a good song. I give it four out of five. All right. Why don't you take this one, Ian? Uh, I dig it. I dig it. And once again, we're coming. This is the end of side one. And we have yet to get to a song written by Vinnie Vincent. There's no song written by Vinnie Vincent on side one. But he does play lead guitar on this. Man, that's good enough for me. But yeah, Me too, Doc. Me too, brother. But Gene does not play bass on this. Bass is played by Jimmy Haslip. Uh, but I, I do love this song. It is... Uh, definitely what I would call killer filler but I'm kind of like is it really killer filler or is it because I love Kiss it's killer filler or is this shit just Phyllis Diller I don't fucking know (laughs) but uh, I love this song and I'll never ever forget watching Entertainment Tonight Uh, I believe it was in like the late 90s or early, uh, like, millennials, whatever the fuck you kids call it. Uh, they, they were doing a thing on uh, on, on uh, stunt uh, actors and shit. And they showed them doing some crazy scenes. And this was the song they were playing in the background, and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, holy fuck, that's all creatures of the night! It's fucking danger! I'm like, holy fucking shit, how awesome is that? You know, I'm like, oh my god! You know, like, like Entertainment Tonight is playing Creatures of the Night! This is fucking amazing! Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, on the album, this is one of the, like, the lesser tracks, I would say. But, man, that doesn't mean I don't love it. I love this fucking song. Like I've said a thousand times, to me, Kiss ended with Love Gun. You know? And, uh, you know, Dynasty was them trying to be a disco band. Uh, Unmasked was them trying to be a pop band. Uh, Elder was them just trying to piss me off. You know? (laughs) But then... And it worked. And it worked. Yes, and it worked. (laughs) I think I think it's a it's an awesome track. Um, uh, I I do disagree as far as like you know, real kiss ended with love gun. I guess technically, if you look behind the scenes and 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 judge it by you know, oh it's like this and it's like that. I just think um, the original what? kiss sound uh, pretty much yeah stopped right there. Uh, didn't go on after that, but. Um, I still think Kiss is Kiss. I'm asking you, when when do you think the true Kiss sound ended then? If not with Love Gun. Well, if you really want to get technical, it ended with Dress to Kill. Oh, okay. I mean... Wow, Doc. Well, I, no, no, explain this, though. I would love to hear this. I would love to hear I well, can't wait to hear it, because I agree with you. Uh, Destroyer, Detroit Rock City... King of the Nighttime World, God of Thunder, Great Expectations, Flame and Youth, Sweet Pain to an extent you can add on the first three albums. Uh, shout out loud, I guess, a little bit on uh, Dress to Kill, but Do You Love Me? Um, and what's the last track? I, I, I'm missing one. Oh, Beth. I mean, none of that sounds oh, yeah. like the first three albums. So well, well, the, the original but... Kiss ended with Alive, I guess. That sound. 
Well, well, I mean, I'll give you that. I mean, because Bob Ezrin got a hold of him and tried to make him Alice Cooper, and and to my ears, it didn't work. But you don't feel like they reverted back? No, uh, no, I don't think I don't think Rock and Roll Over sounds like any of the first three albums. It's it's got more. It, you know what it is? It's like Destroyer minus all the bells and whistles. It's more straightforward. But I don't hear yeah. I want you. I don't hear. Uh, what else? Take me and uh, yeah, lyrically, yeah, I guess you can add take me. But making love, making love, Doctor Love, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're, Doctor Fuck, you mean? Yeah, well, that's coming out soon. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I, that that that's a very that's a very good point. I mean, I I still think the most quintessential Kiss song of all time is "I Stole Your Love." Uh, but, Mine would be uh, "Black Diamond," I think. Oh well. Dude, I mean, how can I argue that though? I mean, I think Room Service, and and it's not it's not even my favorite Kiss song. But I think... <laughs> are you are you serious or are you just joking? About Room Service. No, I think that's a definitive Kiss song because we're gonna get to a, a song that most people love that I'm just like oblivious to. Right, and that is I love it loud. Um, and yeah, go ahead. I think you should take it first. When I when I first heard this, it's it's not that I hated it, and I can never say I hate the song, but to me, it sounds like what it is: two Jews rapping. Uh, <laughs> it, it, even though you just you you just got you know Gene doing the lead vocal, you know it's like to me it sounded like Grandmaster Flash done by a Hasidic Jew. You know, it's like, give me all your gold I can sell. I'll give you over uh, market price that you can tell. You know, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's so, I don't know. This is a song that is a fan favorite, that people love this fucking song. It stayed in the set list, and I love the video. I think the video is fucking awesome. Uh, but it's one of those things, but I... In a way, I half-ass get it because to me, one of the greatest songs south of Stairway to Heaven is Tears Are Falling. And when I hear people like Ralph and Big Bushy, like, I don't like Tears Are Falling. I'm Big like, Bushy don't like Tears Are Falling? He hates I'm that. in shock. <laughs> I really and, am. And that motherfucker thinks every song on, Cre- on Crazy Nights is incredible. But well, he, no, well, that doesn't surprise me. But he hates Tears Are Falling. But but all I'm saying is, though, like, when I hear Kiss fans that don't like Tears Are Falling, I mean, really, like, I don't know, like, like do, you, do you not have the same ears? Because to me, this is fucking a perfect fucking song. But I, I got, I'm in the minority. No, you're not. A lot of people love that song. Well, well no, I know with that, but what I'm saying is, I'm not all that crazy about I Love It Loud. Okay, I yeah. don't I don't hate the song. Right. But I do not see why it's looked upon, you know, in the reverence of why it's still in the set list. Because to me, like I said, it sounds like an old Jew who doesn't know how to rap. And I don't mean that, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't mean that, uh, you know, you know, racially or meanly. I'm just saying it sounds like somebody who doesn't know how to do something, do something. Well, let me ask you a question. 
Um, if if Gene and Paul were Catholic, uh, do you think do you think it would sound it wouldn't it won't sound like a two Hasidic Jews uh, rapping? Do you, do you feel like it would be delivered differently if they weren't Jewish? Yes, because because if they were Catholic, like me, I love it loud, and they'd be like. Oh, uh, you know, there's the about like, Tabasco-Biscus, <laughs> oh, uh, I love it loud, but, but like when Jesus is like, stand up, you don't have to be afraid, go felt a fish, it's not Saturday, you know, it just, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's funny because it's like pre-rap, but it just sounds like bad rap to me. But, man, I love the video, and there are certain aspects about the song I love, but it's like, to me, it's like it's like somebody coming up and saying their favorite Anthrax song is I'm the Man. Like, like really? <laughs> you know, like, this is the song that made you an Anthrax fan. You know, and that's how I am with I Love It Loud. You know, it's like, stand up, you don't have to be afraid. Go felt the fish, it's on sale today. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just... It just sounds like I don't know. Well, the Anthrax but, one I can give you because they fucking actually play the riff to Javi, Javi Gaga or whatever. The, 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 but I, I, I will say this: it comes off better live. But I don't know if the song's necessarily better live, but it's the audience participation because when they play this live, people go fucking nuts. So that in itself makes up. It, it's it's like I uh, rock and roll all night. I hate that fucking song. I really hate that fucking song. But if you're at a fucking Kiss concert and you don't give a fuck about getting up before everybody else, you stay for it. So when everybody else is singing it, you kind of feel this kinship. You know, it's like staying for Paranoid at an Ozzy concert. You don't want to hear that fucking song. But there's something about being surrounded by all these people singing it that gives you this like joy and that's how I am with I Love It Loud I really don't like the song but I I guess I appreciate that everybody else loves it I don't I don't know but it's definitely not my favorite song on this album interesting uh Bill and, uh, there okay oh go ahead Ian I, I thought you were done go ahead no, I was just going to say, this is one that Vinny Vincent does play uh, guitar on. Oh, wow. He should have shredded more. Yeah. Isn't that Paul, or is it just the video where Paul does it solo? I, I think that was more trying to emphasize on Paul. Okay. But was it Vinny that did the solo and Paul did it? Yeah, it okay. is. And All I right. know I've fucked up on past episodes stating facts, but my understanding is Vinny plays the solo. And Paul does the solo in the video. Yeah, so. well, Vinny wasn't there to do the solo in the video. Anyway, but, so. but what's important right. to say? What's important to say is this is the first song so far on the album that Vinny is involved in the writing. Wow, the biggest hit. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, go figure. Hmm. Right? Huh. huh. Uh, funny how you didn't mention that, Ian. <laughs> of course you did. He's quiet now, isn't he? <laughs> Any of you, you used twos out there, is this your favorite song on the album? No. 
No. Okay. Not mine. Okay. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, all right. I'll go. I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I do love this song. Uh, I still love it. It's, it's one of those songs that I don't get sick of. Um, I love the studio version. I, I, I think I would love it. Uh, you know, I love when they play it live. Uh, the best time I ever seen them play this live, and I know Bill's gonna get mad at me, was uh, <laughs> the, the first time I saw Scab Kiss because uh, Gene did this uh, song after the blood spitting, and he flew to the top, and he did the chant from all the way up there, and I thought visually that was just badass, and I thought that was the highlight of that Scab Kiss show uh, was when Gene did it live on that because I've never really appreciated this. Uh, much live as I do the studio track, uh, but yeah, I know for sure when they wrote this song, they were like, "We got to do another rock and roll night type song where we need audience participation." You can just tell, and uh, I love the delivery. I, I guess because you know I love the Jewish people, but I love the part where he's like, <laughs> "Heavy metal accident, no more." I just love the lyrics. I love the delivery. Yeah. I love the plotting, the, the the slowness of it, and the heaviness and the grinding and it's just this was like <laughs> fucking awesome i just love this fucking song heavy metal accident gold's done gold's gone down by 47 percent uh. <laughs> all right all right enough of the anti-semite what do you think uh Bill um <clears throat> i don't know it's like i i basically agree with both you guys there's segments of what you guys are saying but just to piggyback and just to go back a little bit, we we're talking about where, kind of like where they jump the shark, where they're trying to like um, incorporate the time or whatever. What something I've always found interesting in it up until Doc when he made reference to it, um, I never really thought about it. But now that I think about it, and uh, Christine Sixteen being a, a, a happy days sort of vibe. Yeah, um, you're 100 percent correct. They were going. Yeah, for that I, I, you know, until you, you know, not to kiss your ass or whatever, but up until when you said that, it's like, yeah, he's fucking totally spot on, man. But I think that has a little, you know, a little validity there as far as trying to grasp onto what the uh, uh, the pop culture masses is trying to think about or whatever. But I, I was, but. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say that I wanted that to be documented. But as far as turning over side two, the album I Love About, um, Vinnie Vincent's awesome. I think the anthem is awesome. Um, is it is it thought provoking? Is it going to change the world? No, but I love it, and um, I think it's fucking. I mean, Eric Carr is fucking awesome, and I love it. I think it's a cool song, man. I like I, it. A I lot. You, you, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, just, um, I was just gonna talk about, uh, uh, you know, I Love It Out or whatever, but, uh, I think it's, I, I like it, you know, is it gonna change the world? No, but what this uh, song is, but, uh, I like it, I like it a so, lot. Well, let, let, let me ask you guys this, uh, you know, cause you were there at the time, mm -hmm. it, you know, if you guys being KISS fans, would this be the song that you released as a single? Uh, I, you know what, I would say yes. From this album, yes, this would be the one because it was the most anthemic. Uh, not the best song on the album because, but I'm not, you know, my I, my taste in music does not equal 
uh, the right single. Right. That's but but you, you, you think there's more so than the title track? I mean, I'm just yes. saying for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, think, I, I think. Title so. track. Okay. I, th I think, uh, but here's another thing I want to say. Uh, uh, I forgot to mention about I Love It Loud, what I love so much. See, at the time, this was like the dawn of, you know, of metal really taking off in the States. And this, but, you know, also it was the dawn of me really getting into metal. I mean, I was about two years in by this point. Because, you know, I, before 1980, I loved ELO and Cheap Trick. And it was, you know, uh, not all metal. But th by this time, I was full-blown metal. And I felt like this song was kind of like a rally of, you know, I love it loud. I love fucking heavy metal. I love, you know, and, and spoke to me in a way that I needed to be spoke to at that point. And it was yeah. very special to me to have a song like this. And um, I just love the, the sentiment of this song was something that I wanted so bad. You know, I wanted like, you know, this is speaking what I am going through now because I do love it loud. And I want to be fucking, you know, I'm a metal guy, you know, and it just has everything that encompasses my youth at that <laughs> point, you know? You know, you yeah. know, you know. You're laughing, but you, you think Tears Are Falling is the perfect song. No, so that's no, no, your, no, no. Youth, your youth was <laughs> about Tears Are Falling, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you, you know what, why I'm laughing, though? And and you're, you're going to laugh at this, though. I mean... I totally get what you're saying. As stupid as I think that is, when I first heard uh, Judas Priest's parental guidance when I was 12, that spoke to me. And yeah. it was... It was... Dude, and... and parent, worst song on Turbo. Parent, Oh, really? no, there's no, there's worse on that private property. No, I think it's uh, equal, man. I, I think, I think fucking parental guidance is one of the worst. Uh, okay, but what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, <laughs> I what, agree, Doc. Okay, but, but look at your age when that came no, out. No, no, I'm not slamming you. It's just my personal opinion. But, right. but, 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 but to a 12 year old, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, parents just don't understand. <laughs> you know, it was that kind of. It was that kind of fucking thing, but it spoke to me. That was the first Jews Priest song I heard was Parental Guidance. And, and yeah, in retrospect, you're looking back at Parental Guidance and you're, you're, you're equating it to how I looked at I Love It Loud, but I really don't think you can disagree with me where I say uh, I Love It Loud had, had big balls where Parental Guidance was a vagina. Come on, you have to agree. <laughs> at least my retardedness was was manly well, well it, it's it's heavier musically i'll give you that but the sediment no the sediment's I mean, the same too and you don't yeah. mean no 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 parental <laughs> uh, come on it's a heavy metal accident rock on i want to be president fuck yeah right 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 but but music went lighter from 82 to 86 but it's the same fucking childish fucking lyrics. Okay, well, okay, whatever. But it, it, it's more balls. That's all I'm saying. Nice. Yeah, no, no, I, I I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, that reached you at that age. And you got to... Dude, when, when Parental Guidance came out, I was 12. Ralph, you were, like, 57. Okay? Of actually. course, 
it's gonna fucking sound retarded to you, like, like, like. But like but little but parental shit. guidance does sound retarded to you now. I love it loud. Still doesn't sound retarded to me. It does sound retarded to you. I'll, I respect that. Whatever. But dude, I listen to those lyrics and I still think of a, you know, a rebellious fuck you. Uh, this is fucking heavy metal. This is heavy with a big ass drum beat and it's fucking awesome, dude. That's how I look at that song. I don't look back. And think, okay. oh man, that shit's stupid. You know, I still love it. You know, you see it as as stupid. I don't. I mean, whatever, dude. But I don't see oh, it that okay, way. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Let's go into the ballad of Donna Dixon. It's like, is it Donna Dixon or is he talking about Ace? I said, don't turn the song gay. I mean, not no, that I, I mean, proposed that, but I mean, yeah. No, no, I know. I'm seriously. Well, whatever it may sound gay, whatever, but I don't know. I think there could be a double entendre there. I mean, part of it is like, is is he no. talking about Donna Dixon going to Danny Aykroyd, or is he talking about Ace bailing on the dude, man? Oh, no, he, I think he's, he's talked huh? about this. It's about Donna Dixon. Well, all right. Well, I'm just talking. Well, my first uh, uh, assumption when I first, I don't know. I mean, you know, did I know about Donna Dixon? You can't talk about your first. Uh, you cannot talk about the first time you heard this because you didn't know who Donna Dixon and you didn't know No, Ace I was... Listen, dude, I was about to say, no, back then I had no idea who the fuck Donna Dixon was. I never saw, you know, whatever the show he Bosom was. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. You didn't watch, right. watch Bosom Buddies. Well, anyways, no, I didn't know anything about Donna <laughs> Dixon. But with, with the hindsight reflection looking back on it, I mean, I think it's fucking a badass song. I mean, I'm not Ballad Boy, per se, um, I'm scary, bro. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think the vocal delivery is fucking phenomenal, man. I mean, I think it's bone chilling lyrics. It's like, oh my god, somebody hurt this guy. You know, who was it? Was it Ace? Was it Don Dixon? It was uh, Don Dixon, that whore. But you yeah. know what? And, and, I didn't, and, I didn't and, know and, he was dating her. And, and uh, let's not talk about, or no, let's talk about who co-wrote the song, the master, Vinnie Vincent. You know well, let's saying? talk. Let's, let's talk about who played on the song. Yeah, but let's talk about who wrote the song. Uh, I think it's a cool song. You who know, played, I, I, on, played on the song though? Uh, who played on? I don't know who played on the song. Robin Ford. It was. Oh, okay. Wow, he was awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still right. makes the song exactly. really good, Ian. Yeah. Anyways, Vinny Vincent fucking wrote the song, so it's, it's a cool song. Um... I think it's a great song. So there you go. All right, Ralph. Um, in my opinion, it is the greatest Kiss ballad with Paul singing. Um, oh I love. Well, it's not the greatest Kiss ballad. The greatest Kiss ballad was written by Paul Stanley. Uh, but hard sung, luck woman. But sung by Peter Chris. Yes. I'm with um, you, dog. And, and you know, it's a song that's my favorite Kiss ballad that was written by the guy that didn't sing it. Kind of like. How this song was written by a guy who didn't play a guitar solo. Um, <laughs> you know, here, here's, the, here's the thing I love the most about. And number one, I got to say, I really hate this song live. Never yeah. liked it. I yeah. hate it. Yes. Yes. I hate the vocal gymnastics. I just don't like this song being played live. It, and every time they would play it live, it'd be like, It God. kills the show. It kills yeah, the show. It, yeah, it would bring the show to momentum. And it was just Paul... Like saying, hey, you know, let me do I want you at the end of a live two th from six minutes. 
you know? <laughs> but what I love, what I love about this song, not only is it gloomy and dark, and it's, you know, and, and the guitar work sounds like, you know, there ain't no fingers on the fretboard. Ding, 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 ding. You know, it's, uh, it's so oh, wow. simple. It's so simple and to the mm -hmm. point. But what really gets me about this song the most is I don't think I've ever heard a ballad ever that is so straightforward and so to the point. This song, it's not this. There ain't no thought provoking when it comes to this song. It really does. I mean, it really does capture the feeling of like, you know, be, being in love with some chick that doesn't want to be with you no more. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it does it, you know, so simplistically, but then it does these little clever lines. Like, I think the best line on this fucking song is like, I see it in your eyes, you never have to lie. I'm out of your life. Tonight I'll dream away and you can still be mine, but I'm dreaming a lie. I love oh. that, dude. As simple as it is, that shit's Bob Dylan to me. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dreaming a lie makes me want to die. The way Paul sings it, it's like what you were saying earlier, uh, uh, Ian, how Vinnie Vincent, solo, didn't have nobody to tame his ass. Well, I think Michael J. Jackson or somebody is responsible for fucking putting Paul on check when he did this shit studio-wise because he didn't overdo it. And he still, with as restrained as he was compared to the live version, as restrained as he was, he still shines so much vocally, and there's a lot of power in his vocals, where it shows you that less is more. And uh, I absolutely love this song, and it is, uh, I will say it right now, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me on this, but it is the best Paul song on the album. Yes, better than Creature of the Night. I absolutely love, I still love you. Uh, Creature of the Night is a close second, though. But well, I, I would say I, I it, it's damn near a tie with me. I'm so close to, to agreeing with you, and I don't know, but this is such an amazing song. And you know, you mentioned an amazing lyric. You know, one of mine is one of us knows the two of us Those don't, don't belong, belong in each other's company. In, in each other's company. Beautiful. And, and, and to me, there's just something so. So subtle and, and so simple. beautiful about and it. And simple, yeah, too. It, 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 it is, but it's so poignant at the same time. I mean, that is like an amazing lyric. Like, uh, to me, it, it, it it's poetic, but it's for the layman at the same time. Like, even Mark Allen Taylor could be like, oh, I know what he meant. You know? Exactly. Look, you uh, had to bring him up. Look what happened. This dog went nuts. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> dog hates oh, yeah. too. Shut up. But, but no, what what an amazing uh, song. And what and when I listen to this album, I'm like, oh my god. I mean, because this is one of those. I don't skip a fucking song on Creatures of the Night, man. When I put it no, on, no, me neither. It, it's from Creatures to fucking War Machine. I yep. I love it. And when I hear this, it's like, oh my god, that is one of the most poignant, perfect ballads ever written. But, Ralph, you nailed it on the head. I've seen him play it live, and it brings the show to a fucking, like, okay, everybody's in the beer line. This sucks. And 
I can't explain it because it's such a great song, but it's not a Kiss song. If you know what I mean, you know, it's like, you know, Kiss songs, you want to hear this like, hey, I'm fucking a 14-year-old and I got two <laughs> fingers in her cunt and three in her ass, you know, and you, and you don't want to hear like, oh, my girlfriend just left me for Elwood Blues, you know, like that shit don't fucking work. You know, you gotta hear three in her cunt and two in her ass. You can't play I Lost My Girlfriend to the guy from Ghostbusters. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, but, you know, you know, and I've seen him play it live countless times. Love the fucking song. Uh, great solo. Uh, a very emotional solo. Awesome Once again, solo. Played by Robin Ford. Uh, you know, he didn't write the song. I would love to hear what uh, what what Vinny's original solo was or what he had in mind. I mean, I can't imagine what he, what he could have done that was better than this. Because to me, the guitar on this is breathtaking. And just, and what I love about it is the simplicity. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's it's not overplayed. It's not like an Igve like it, it's it's very like bam 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 bam. But it just like it's one of those things that grabs you by the heart, and you feel it when you listen to the song. You feel the heartbreak, and especially in that solo when it hits the last note, you're like, ah, you know. But it's not Vinnie Vincent, so I don't know what he did that was wrong or different. And we'll probably never know, but yeah. what, what you hear on the album is Robin Ford. Anyway, uh, well, dude, let me tell you something. I'm fucking a hundred percent fine with that, man. Because what that guy added to that solo, man, fucking a. I mean, it really yeah. did. It really did oh. add to the. And it's a dark song too. That's another thing. The mood of it is dark, and it really does match the lyrics. The, the the vibe of the song is so it's it's really dark and and uh and and, and like i i just want to say one thing about uh, as bill wang would say i want to piggyback on what i was saying about um <laughs> the lyrics the lyrics to me is like if they got an h not hiv <laughs> if they got a, a if they got a fucking uh an iv <coughs> an iv and connected it to human emotions and the iv would just bleed out this the lyrics of the song that's how totally. i look at it because it totally. really well, hits the point without talking about you know bob dylan ish you know blowing in the wind crap right all right take killer oh this is a yeah, great song yeah, you know what this song fucking rules i know doc agrees with me fuck that yeah. fucking drum bass fucking solo fucking oh tell, please tell me that's Vinny. please tell me that one's Vinny. is that Vinny? night machine bam is that Vinny? I forgot to tell you, hold on, there's, there's some things I missed, uh, just to bring the players up to speed. Uh, Gene Simmons did not play bass on I Still Oh yeah, Love it was you. Eric Carr. It was Eric Carr. Yes, that's, that's, but, right. that's right. But Gene Simmons plays rhythm guitar on Killer. Right there, you ah. go, God of Wad. Yes, sir. Yes. But yeah, it's a fucking. I, I just, and not to repeat myself, but I'm gonna. Uh, just the the drums. I. 
Oh man, I love this fucking song. It's fucking badass, you know. It's a, it's probably my second favorite song on the record. I play it all the time. I think it's awesome. I wish to God I, they would have played it when we saw him, uh, Doc. That bitch is insane. She deals in pain. Yeah, I love this song. Badass, man. I give it five out of five, man. Like I do a lot of these songs, quite frankly, but. I love this song. It's fucking cool. It's, it's got a cool vibe. I love the fucking, you know, like I said, Eric Carr is fucking amazing. I love this song. Doc, what do you think of the song? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You know what I love about the song when that guitar goes, it's almost almost an Egyptian feel, which goes well with his uh, makeup. Right, right, it, right. Yeah, it has that little, it's that vibe, that killer guitar playing oh my god I, that's yeah. why i was hoping i was hoping for ian's sake it was vinnie vincent so you can be upset that, <laughs> that vinnie vincent gets any kind of credit on you um it is vinnie vincent. yeah yeah and Damn uh right. and it's a, it's a smoking tune it's it's totally heavy metal and you totally know totally 1980 heavy metal and, and shut up ian you know when it it bleeds like the the song starts with that up to the guitar. Yeah. That one yeah. part. It sounds identical. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It leads up all of a sudden. Bam. Yeah, but do Torpedo you know what? Girl. You know what that sounds like? And it's not Torpedo Girl. It sounds identical to the very beginning of Exciter from Unleashed in the East. Listen to them back and back. Oh, oh, exactly. Interesting. I never thought of that. They, listen wow. to listen to how Unleashed East starts, and listen to how Killer starts. It's the same fucking. It's almost like they sampled it. You know. Wow. Interesting. Well, that I believe. <laughs> exactly. So, and that makes it really fun. great when they sample stuff. You know. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love, you know, and my favorite part is uh, just that she's a killer. Down, down, down. The guitar that's going on under the the chorus gives it this fucking just a cool Egyptian vibe to metal. And it's like, oh, I love this fucking song. And I also want to say, believe it or not. I have seen countless people say, I love creatures except for killer. Wow. I've seen a lot of people say that, man. And it floors me. I'm like, wow. Because killer is such an integral part and also such a, yeah. such a, you know, it, it's like a, the perfect puzzle piece for this album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, oh, well, let, let, let me ask you guys this. I mean, maybe this is unfair because we still have another song to go. But at this point, if you had to pick one song to take off this album, what would it be? Oh, it, it would hurt me to say it because I love the song. But I already okay. told you my least favorite, you know? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember because I'm drunk. Oh, uh, Saints and Sinners. But I don't want to take it off. I love that okay. song. Okay, okay. well, I disagree. What's your? What would be the one you take off? No up way. to this juncture, um, because the next song is fucking probably hey. the best song on the record. Uh, probably keep me coming. Uh, wow. Uh, probably, yeah. We are. Uh, like, uh, and more so, more so than Doc's uh, Satan. Yeah, uh, Satan. Oh, yeah. Why? 
Okay, okay, so Ralph picked, uh, hold on, let me... Well, uh, I, would pick, I would pick Danger over to keep it coming. I love Danger. Oh, my God, see, Danger is the one I would take off. Yeah. yeah so what did you Danger. say, Ralph? What was your pick? It wasn't Danger. It was Saint, you say? He said Saint Center. Yeah. Oh, I love Saint So Center. do I, but that's why it hurt me to say it. Yeah, I mean, if you put it in this predicament where we have to take one but, off, but I, 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 I put danger and you pick keep me coming. See, that is why this show fucking rules. Because we're all being fucking honest. But, but you know, but the thing is, to me, asking me which to take off, I would. You're, it's like asking me which child would you want to get killed. So, Saints and Sinner for me <laughs> looks like the child that I have that brushes his teeth with a hammer. <laughs> you have no children, so it's whatever ends up in the end of the rubber for you, you know? Yeah, we don't have children. No, we don't. Doc and Wayne. High five, Bill! Bam! How the fuck did Ian have a kid that was actually cool? Who knows? Because I know, and he's so smart. Because that bitch would have gone to the clinic. The rest of them went to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, that's, a, that's a great question, actually. I paid uh, for more abortions than C.C. DeVille's paid for guitar lessons. Yeah, yeah, and you have. There's documents that you, that prove that. But uh, see, that's that, a see, great question, man. We've never I, done that. That's I, I hate, I hate uh, kids, but I love coming in on an unwrapped pussy. And I don't even know if I've talked about Killer yet. Uh, no, you uh, haven't. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like Killer. Yeah. Okay. What do you uh, like about it? Talk to us. Uh, well, definitely not Vinny's playing, that's for sure. No. Oh. <laughs> I love Vinny's playing. That's why fucking Look It Up is a better album, because there's more Vinny's playing. Oh, my God. Uh, here we go. Anyway. We're, oh, oh, okay. I, I love that the Vinny bit. The guy's like, no, I, I really love Robin Ford. I, I really do. I do. I love what Robin Ford did on this album. I love it. Me too. I never knew who the fuck he is. I still don't, but he's cool. I always thought it was Ace. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is something that made me so happy. Like, lately, uh, last couple days, I mean, who, who knows when this episode's going to air. But, uh... As, as someday, a, someday it will. As, as about two months. As right. the time, as the time of recording this, there's all this shit where everybody's putting up, um, you know, kiss albums and what they think is like, you know, top to bottom. And the one thing, like as much as I hate the elder, I'm like, okay, whatever. The one thing that I'm so happy that 97% of the people have agreed upon is Psycho Circus is at the bottom. Fucking three. So, so Ian, do you get happy when Britney Spears sells a lot of albums? Why are you so enthralled with the majority? You know, Sir, Psycho Circus is not in the bottom three. So fuck the people. I don't know what. People no, even if they from. are, even if they are, why? Why does it matter to you? You claim you get you 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 got very happy to see Psycho Circus at the bottom of the majority list, correct? Yes. Yes. Now, true, if true. you if you flip the coin over. And I asked you this, and you said you don't care. If most people, let's say um, they put Asylum on the all the way at the bottom, and you, we all know you love Asylum. 
Uh, or, yeah. or, or let's say most people would put Tears Are Falling at the bottom of the worst Kiss songs ever. Uh, would right. that would that uh, make you unhappy? No. Then why would that? Okay. Then why would it make you happy when it's something you don't like? It's supposed to be both ways, right? I'm still confused. I'm drunk, but I, what I'm saying is that's a shitty album, and I'm glad that other people at least. Because I was like, I was like, am I crazy here that this is a bad album, and and most people even, even if they don't hate it like I hate it, they're like at least they're like, yeah, that's that's bad. Oh. Like the number, there there was three albums that were constantly in the in the bottom three, and of course it was the the two scab albums, but the other one was. Uh, was uh, it, I, I hear I hear Bill Wang laughing. Uh, because you're mumbling. And, 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 and the other one was Doc. Psycho Circus. Doc just nailed you, bro. Big time. He's just too drunk to notice. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. just showed like, I just a... showed you Mark Allen Taylor hypocrisy coming out of his mouth. Right, and you know, and take that fucking you know that sledgehammer to your teeth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, fuck the hammer. You need a sledgehammer. But it's it's refreshing to know that people are coming out and saying that is a shitty album. Because I was like, wow, why, why, because be, just because all four are on the cover, you know, doesn't mean it's a good fucking album. Well, no, what I'm saying is they tried to say like it's Kiss, but it wasn't a Kiss. Yeah, album. but everybody knows now it's not a Kiss album. Who who made those polls, right? Well, I knew when it came out, it sucked, and I knew that wasn't Ace playing guitar. I actually agreed with you back then. I thought it sucked, too, but I changed my mind. I didn't think it sucked, and I still don't think it sucked. Really? You like no, that No, I don't. No, yeah, well... Well, for um, the most part, I thought it sucked, but from the get-go, I loved the title track and... Uh, Oh, the title. And, and uh, We Are One. Those two songs yeah. I love. See, to, to, I, I like the Ace song, and that's about it, but even... Even the A song, though, it's like I didn't. I isn't. didn't like Into the Void that much. I really? Thought, I Neither thought, do I, Doc. No, I thought I thought they could have they could have used a better A song, like Sister. What, what, what's better? What's better than the A song, though? Honestly, that a, it's Psycho not, Circus. Oh God. We are one. Oh, God, it's way better. Oh God, that's like on. crazy. That's like crazy nights for the nineties. We are one. I like more. I liked Raise Your Glasses more. I liked uh Oh journey, Raise Your Glasses. Journey Journey Jesus of Christ. Journey of a Thousand Years I like more. <laughs> I tell you what, Journey of a Thousand Years I like just because of the crazy, trippiness crazy. and the fucking weirdness of it. But like oh Raise Your Glasses. That is fucking poison shit, dude. All right, dude. That is that is some poison. You see, shit. you see. Now I just proved my fucking point. See how he does get upset? Actually, he does. <laughs> he does get upset. That shows you when the majority, when the majority ag agrees with him, uh, with stuff he hates. But then when somebody likes something he loves, look how he gets. <laughs> I just nailed him. I just let you do. I just made you give me an example that I'm right. <laughs> When you said you don't give a fuck, you're lying, dude. dude oh, I don't care. I don't care what you say. Now he that. says they don't care, but it's the truth. Look how you got. I bring up no, razor glasses and tampons flew out of your ass. That's, that's, that's like you're telling me Van Halen 3 is good. 
Well, dude, if you thought Van Halen 3 was good, I wouldn't slam you, dude. It'd be like, that's your fucking opinion. I just think it's dog shit, you know? That's yeah, all. Well, so fucking, fucking psycho shit out. But, but that's my point. If people, I love Psycho Circus. People put it at the bottom of the list, just like how you claim in your phony poser way, how you wouldn't care. I actually don't care. You know? I actually well, don't care when people where, where, hate where, stuff where, I love. Where would you point Psycho Circus in, in the Kiss discography? I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't put it so high, but I wouldn't put it all the way at the bottom either. Middle of the road. You fucking Kiss defenders for the fucking horrible shit. I don't get, man. I was like, right. oh. Especially, like, I, I, I'll give it to Wang. I'll forgive Wang a lot more than I'll forgive you, Ralph. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's whoa, my whoa, personal whoa, whoa, whoa. taste, why dude. Why is that? Now I'm curious. I mean, thank you, but why is that? Because well, I, because I, you're more behind the scenes like Ian is, and I'm not. Well, I judge well, things well, by the music. Well, I, mean, I mean, hey, don't answer for me. But don't that's why. Wow, you're uh, mad at me or something, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I'm I think he's I'm pissed drinking, at me. I'm, I'm drinking Boston beer. I think he's yeah. going to fire me in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, uh, I, 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 think, I think Wang is like the most like kiss purist. Right. True. That is true. I agree. You with know. Uh, but you, you just like to fucking argue with me. Whatever. You're but, the one. Uh, you're on the one Can starting with me I, and not me uh, the other way around. Pictures. I, 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 I can't. Okay, I can't hear her. No, I was interrupting Doc. Doc was going to say something. You you said I was a kiss purist more so, and I was going to respond well, well, to that. Well, well, what I'm saying is you're like... Uh, well, it's my number uh, one band. It's not you guys' number one band. Yeah, that's true. Not, they're not Doc, even in my top Doc five. Doc is Black Sabbath, and yeah. Ian, yours is Van Halen. Mine is Kiss, so I think that's a... You know, that's your number one band? Oh, Kiss? Absolutely. By far. Really? No one really? compares them. Yeah, I oh, knew that. Really? Are you surprised? It's uh, Number one okay. is Kiss. Number two is Rush. See, I know my fucking Bill Wang. Uh, see, no, 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 I, I love you. See, no, I thought for sure Bill's number one band was Bill, was uh, was fucking Metallica. No. No, Metallica just got bumped out of top five. Wow. The way, the way you defend every fucking shitty album they did... I thought, I, I thought you were Metallica by far. No, God, no. no. So, so in other words, Ian, Ian likes you more than me, but he doesn't know you that well. No, <laughs> Apparently not. Okay, okay. Well, well, name, name me bad Metallica albums. Bad, uh, Saint Anger, uh, Load Part Two, and that's it. Okay. Well, they... I, I, well, no. Uh, let me clarify. I don't not. I don't think those are horrible, but in the discography, those are the two worst. All right. Well, name me bad kiss albums. Oh God! You got? Do we? We can do another show. <laughs> right up. <laughs> Hot in the shade. Crazy it's, nights. It's like, um, that's, that's saying you are a bigger Metallica fan. Than you guys? No, because yeah, Metallica because... doesn't have as many albums, though. Right, exactly. They only have ten albums. Kiss has right, but, but, no, he, but but Bill has been way more like apologetic for Metallica than he has. No, been but Kiss. okay, no, but Ian, hold on a minute. I can't put Kiss. I can't put Rush. I can't put Roth 
Van Halen. I can't put um, Judas Priest. And I can't put Bon ACDC ahead of Metallica. I used, ACDC used to be six, but it's like the more I thought of it, it's like, no fucking way. So, you know, all those bands I talked about are all the 70s bands when me and Ralph were little kids. You like more Metallica than you like fucking Kiss. There's if more you, Kiss than Metallica, so how is that? That doesn't matter. I'm looking at their overall career. You put up all the Kiss songs and you put up all the Metallica songs. There's more Kiss songs you hate than fucking Metallica so songs. There's you more. Hate. There's but more not Kiss the first, songs. But not the first. Not the first. Kiss albums. I don't. Yeah, but there's more. Them. There's more Kiss songs than there are Metallica songs. Thank you. There's God. like three times more Kiss songs than there are Metallica. Right, oh, Doc. But what you're getting? He will apologize for a bad Metallica album. He will not apologize. But he doesn't. For a bad but he doesn't album. think it's a bad album. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean he does. He's supposed to not like it either. Right, right. See, that's you that's your problem that. with. I'm so happy that Psycho Circus is in the, in the bottom because people agree with me. Right. Well, first of all, the first six Kiss albums blow away all Metallica. Blow. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, those first. Wow, six that's packs. that's a great point there, Bill. Thank you, man. So then, Metallica therefore is better than Kiss in his oh, eyes. God. Uh, no. well, you know no. what? Let's end this conversation. We're going around exactly. Circles. Let's go to war. More yeah, let's machine. go to war. Machine. Ready? Enough of this fucking silliness. Do you want me to go, Doc? Yeah, go ahead. War Machine. Oh my God. Uh, Number nine fuck, on the fuck, album. You want to that fucking one. ignore the fucking truth? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. All right, Bill. He's right. Now go into yeah, war. Machine. You're right, Ian. You're right, Ian. Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, that riff, that fucking killer riff, man. The original I Want to Break Stuff song, man. Um, the quintessential 1982 American heavy metal song, War Machine. I mean, that is so fucking badass. I love it. Um, the Metal Police. The Oh, Kiss isn't metal. You know, shut the fuck up. In 1982, War Machine was American heavy metal. If people disagree, they're stupid. So I love the song, Five Out of Five Chopsticks. It's a fucking incredible way to end the album. I love this song, and I love the video that Doc made uh, on uh, Almost Human 56 YouTube. Uh, Thank you. Millions, four million plus. I love it, dude. It's fucking fabulous. Like all your videos. Reaching uh, five million, guys. bro. Oh, there you go, bro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what do you think of this song, Ian, War Machine? I don't give a fuck. Shout up your ass. Wow. All righty then. Listen to this guy, man. I really, know, you're upset, Ian? Well, you you won't fucking acknowledge the fucking elephant in the room. and that That's what pisses me off, is you won't just say, oh, okay, you got a fucking point. You're just like, oh, I don't agree, so I'm going to change. I'm going to flip the switch. You know? I'm well, fucking. because we're trying to do this, why keep fighting over something? No, but I'm, I'm just saying it. Fucking admit what it is. But you won't what? do it. You're like, oh, I'm just, oh, whatever. So fuck it. I don't give a fuck. My point, my point, you, you both made it crystal clear that my point doesn't fucking matter. I, I'm fucking stupid. I have no idea. So you guys, you say what you got to say and fuck it. That's I never said you were stupid, dude. I what? thought you Fucking Marcus about... Welby. Marcus Welby. Because I, I, I just said that you fucking, you hate more Kiss albums than you hate Metallica albums. 
Right. But okay. So what's the point? The, the point I'm saying you're a bigger Metallica fan because you will give Metallica. You're you going to tell me. Hold on a minute. No, hold on. You're going to. No, 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 no. You're going to tell me who I like more. Are you fucking serious, dude? No, what I'm going to say is you will forgive Metallica for putting out a shitty album. Yeah, because there's fewer records. Hello. But you, but if you Metallica won't. put out 20 records, I'd probably fucking. You will, you will forgive Metallica for putting out fucking Load, but you won't forgive Kiss for putting out Hot in the Shade. No, I won't. And they, they, they are both that is shitty. So what okay, I'm saying in your is opinion. you like yeah. you like Metallica more than you like fucking Kiss. It's that You want fuck. me to like Metallica more than Kiss because I am a big no, Metallica No, I don't. Fan. I don't. I, I pray for your soul to like oh Kiss my God. more than Metallica because Metallica is fucking shit compared to fucking Kiss. All right, let's talk about Bang Tango. You guys ready? <laughs> All right, whatever. Come on, Ian. Just review a War Machine, please. Yeah, yeah that song sucks. I love it. <laughs> best Save song it, ever. Doc. Save best it. song on the fucking album. Keep going. Keep going. Why is it the That's best it. song on the album, Ian? Because uh, it's terrible. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Come on, bro. Man, stop being this way. You're being like no, a baby. It's, it's a it's a great song. It's fucking metal. It's fucking metal. Tell me the elements that you love about War Machine. I love it because Vinny Vincent doesn't play guitar. It was played by fucking Paul <laughs> Simon, and it's a great fucking song. All right. Um... Uh, uh, I, I I like it because it wasn't on the fucking Elder, and it's better than anything on the fucking Elder. But I guess I'm wrong about that because the Odyssey is very much more deep. No, I and, never, and, I never said you were wrong. Him. I never said you were wrong for hating Odyssey. Ah, uh, fuck you too. I love you, but fuck. I you never too. said you were wrong, dude. I, I, dude, everything that you say about shit I love that you hate, I understand you, dude. I understand you. I really do. I have. Yeah, no... you take the cool route. I don't care about the cool route. I'll be the fucking. Yes, you enemy. do. You're just too drunk to realize that you, you are I'm, cool. That's fine. Come I'm on, not. Yeah, you I'm are. not. Yes, you are, dude. I'm having fun. I think Point of Entry is better than fucking British Steel. So, yeah, that's cool. Whatever, dude. You know, that's fine. I love Point of Entry. Great album. I know. Me too. Great podcast. I, 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 I know. I know. But you, you think British Steel is better than fucking uh, Painkiller? That's well, just well, dude. I, come on, man. It I, is better. Than I'm not. I'm not perfect. <laughs> If I like British Steel more than Painkiller, it just shows you, Ian, I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. I actually like break, uh, British Steel more than Painkiller. I have a serious flaw. How could you not? There's not one bad smoke. Well, you, when you're flawed, that's when it happens. All right. All right Ian, let's finish uh, War Machine. Yes, sir. Great song. Yeah. Here you go, Doc. Here All right. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite song off the album, and uh, it's a song that... Uh, I've turned a lot of Kiss haters into liking at least one song. Uh, this is like a universally loved song from people that hate Kiss. Um, I've noticed that a lot from certain people that, yeah, you know, I don't like Kiss, but, uh, you know, War Machine's a good song. <clears throat> I think it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a bombastic ending, and it's a great bookmark album because it starts off heavy and it ends off heavy, you know, like two of the stronger tracks, really. 
on the album as far as the heaviness of it. And uh, I love it, man. I think it brings an end to this amazing fucking album. So that's my review. And that's our review of uh, Creatures of the Night. So Yes. Uh, Creatures of the Night. Uh, War Machine. Written by Gene Simmons, Adams and Balance. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, War Machine, hold on, who played, uh, Jane Simmons, uh, played rhythm guitar on the song. Not bass, but rhythm guitar. So, there you go, bass was played by, uh, I'm looking up here. Bass was played by Christopher Cross. I thought it was a Beaver Brown band. No, no, no. This is true shit. This is true uh, shit. Okay, right, yeah. Christopher Cross played bass, and Gene Simmons, uh, he played rhythm guitar on two songs on this album. Mm. On Killer and War Machine. Rhythm oh. guitar by Gene Simmons. Yeah. Bass played by Christopher Cross. Huh. Oh. And lyrics by Paul Davis, also known for 65 Love Affair. 65. What is it again? Uh, lyrics by Paul Davis, also known for 65 Love Affair. Oh. And, cool, and Cool Night. It's gonna be a cool night. Let me hold you by the firelight. If Lee Gersman's still at your house, it must be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Is he still there? Yeah, of course he is. Push him out the window. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say, say that again, Fred. Hey, Lee. Jump yeah? out. The, jump out the window so it's not it's not boosting. I know, Jesus. No. <laughs> that was so convincing. <laughs> He's looking at me going, God, do you really think I'm like that? I'm all, yeah, kind of, dude. <laughs> Love you, brother. It's all good. Just don't throw up anymore. All right. Yeah. So this album was released uh, October... 13, 1982. It went gold in 1994. That's 12 years later. It's gone through three album covers. And, uh... Yeah, I dig it. But I like uh, looking at more. Yeah, right on. That's all good. Hey, man, there's discussion and people have different opinions of which is better, you know? It's yeah. There's no wrong answer, really. You know what so, I'm saying? So, Ralph, why do you like Creatures of the Night more than Reload? Me? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I thought he said Ralph. Ralph. Oh, Dr. Fuck? Why do I like... I don't think he does. Oh, no, I don't, I don't, well, like, yeah, of I don't like Reload. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, but, but you like one song. I like uh, Memory Remains, yeah. Yeah, so well, do I. Why, why, why do you like Creatures of the Night more than... Uh, Reload? 
Yes. Uh, because Creatures of the Night, every song I like, and Reload, I only like one song. Okay, Bill Wayne. Um, because because there's because um, there's I like mint more songs on Creatures of the Night. Um, I think it's there's more solid songs. I think it's it's heavier. Um, I think the guitar playing is fantastic. I think uh, by, by who? Uh, by Vinnie Vincent for the most part. I think generally speaking, um, they are out to prove. Uh, but Reload, their Metallica for the generally speaking was was basically resting on their laurels and basically got weak. Even though I like a lot of the songs, okay, but they had uh, they had nothing to prove. They're a the biggest metal band on the in the on the planet with the biggest selling who the was? biggest uh, anybody denies that um they had the biggest selling metal album ever in the sound scan era there's no denying that um, all right so so what what's a better hard rock guitar robin ford on rock and roll hell or kirk hammond on hero of the day uh, Robin Ford. Yeah! Yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah, I like that song, and I know you always fuck with me. I like the song because it reminds me of my sister. She loves that song. And um, she was going through cancer treatment, not to get a reaction or whatever. And um, yeah, she just loved, she considered herself a hero because she's been fighting cancer basically since she's been what? 20 25 years old and that's why i have a soft spot in my heart for that song because it reminds me of my little sister so there what? you go what all right all right who, who plays a better bass jason newstead on two by four or jimmy haslip on danger uh jason newstead All right, hold on. I'm, I'm at. Who played better bass, Jason Newstead on Two by Four, or Jimmy Haslip on Danger? Uh, uh, hmm. I'd say Jason Newstead. Oh, breaking up. Hold up. Who played better bass? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember, we got pick of the week, and we got um. Fan of the week. I don't remember. I don't remember shit. <laughs> Doc. Uh, you have a pick Come of the on, week. Doc. You have a pick of the week, uh, Ian. Fuck. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, you got a pick uh, of the week. Uh, be, be, best album ever. The Stooges. Funhouse. All right. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Uh, Bill, you got one. Yeah, pick of the week, man. This uh, coincidentally, this album came out on Paul Stanley's fifteenth birthday. Um, the Rolling Stones, "Between the Buttons," I love that album. Let's spend the night together. Yesterday's papers, connection, Ruby Tuesday. She smiled sweetly. My obsession. I love that record. Uh, is uh, Miss Amanda Jones on there? Because back back then you had like the American track list and you had the fucking European. Right? Track. No, no, no. But uh, no, yeah, no. So 
I no, I, the I, buttons I, is my pick of the week. Nice. No, I, I was just I'm not judging. I'm just asking. I, yeah, I no. Okay. And it was right. released, like I said, on Paul Stanley's 50th birthday, January 20th, 1967. He's like, hey, Thupa, the Rolling <laughs> released an album on my birthday. It's <laughs> Dothry. Doc, your pick of the week? My pick of the week is uh, Pat Travers' live album, Go For What You Know. Uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, I think it's a smoking yeah. album. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, I Great love that pick. album. So that is my pick Me of the too. week. Do we have a fan of the week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Super Tramp, Breakfast in America. All right, cool. All right, let's do the plugs. All right. Hey, man, can I do fan of the week? Sure. Yes. You got a fan of the week? Yeah, man, I got a fan of the week. This guy's been supporting you guys from day one. This is a good kid. I love him. He's awesome. Devin Dugan, man, fan of the week. Bam. All right, killer, man. He's a communist. Is he? Uh, he's awesome. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's go into the plugs. Earpillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's. Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K. 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podcast. The Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. That's right. It's your podcast. Every month... Podkiss crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Music's most diverse podcast. Starring Luke Innes, Greg Sims Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have. There's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through. So join us on our podcast, We Watched It For You. 
We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We Watch It For You is for bad movie fans, B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. All right, well, if you enjoyed this episode, come back next week. (laughs) Fuckers. Whatever you get, that's what you get. God damn it. Fuck you. On the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. See you next week. Bam! Alright. Alright, guys. I'm out of here. Where are you going? Well, what, you want to keep talking? Do you want to keep yelling at us? (laughs) Oh, I see how it is. Yeah, it is. It is that way, dude. Yeah, Waz you, dude. Seriously. Oh man! Oh man! Can we talk about some Billy Joel? No. You got. You can, if you want to. Oh, okay, okay. So you want to talk? All right. All right. See you guys later. All right. Bye.